comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 What's up, everyone? Welcome to week nine of the NFL on the Backdoor Cover podcast. I am your host, Keith Fleming. With me, as always, Alan, what's your percentage now on the Super Contest? 68%. 68%. That's why he's the guru. I'm not the guru, man. The dude. You know as well, you know as well, I got grievances left and right. First of all, my 68% should should definitely be over 70. I've had some some unfortunate occurrences on some of my plays. Um, but a, a trash ass coaching. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I I have yet to I have yet to lose a game thankfully where I was like that was just an awful misery. Like all my the losses that I have have been close and honestly have come down to just game management. But um yeah, so I'm currently number sixty-eight. Um my current score is twenty-seven point five out of um what week are we in now? Nine? Well, eight weeks play. Eight so weeks, forty yeah, so, games, right? Yeah, so out of forty games, I've won twenty-seven point five. Pretty good. And the guy or girl who is leading is at 80 fucking percent. So here's where I'm at right now. I'm never going to get to 80%. I, I, I just, that's never going to be me. That's not my ministry, unfortunately. But if I can maintain 68, the last 20 years, basically, of this competition, the person <laughs> who has won has been between 67 and 69%. So, so you're right there. Yeah, I just need to maintain. I need a I need a couple fives, man. I need a couple fives. So hopefully this week I'll get that. Um last week I took some chances, had some games I didn't really like too much. I uh, got busy at work too, so I couldn't switch around my lineup like I wanted to. And uh my best call of the freaking day was probably the Broncos money line. It was very wild. good. I know nobody I, I was not confident they were gonna I know. win that game. Everybody was like, You're crazy. I'd be crazy sometimes. What did I say? Like, there's no real explanation other than this is just how the NFL works. <laughs> that and you know what? What we say, Murphy's Law. Uh, yeah. We actually were both nine six last week uh, with our picks on the pod. So by far, cumulative, our best week uh, since we've been picking every game. And I believe we had four money line winners. Uh, we each had two. We both like Washington versus Indy. I had the Falcons. Uh, or excuse me, not the Falcons. There was, I'm sorry, I have to go back and look, but I know you had a couple as well. Um, before we get into this week, anything you want to plug? Um, no, just uh, honestly, like I know we have some loyal listeners. Uh, you know, just share the we podcast. We appreciate you, yeah, we do appreciate the loyal ones too. Like, if I if I end this season higher than 65% and we don't have more listeners. I'm just gonna stop sharing stuff because at this point, what's the point? Like, it ain't, I'll send you find, a text then, Alex. I'm gonna find st- much better. Need those picks. <laughs> you ain't gonna find much better uh, from from a non-professional. Like, the high sixties is what the pros do, man. I'm. That's why you're a guru, man. I'm telling I don't you. Know from all that, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm riding the wave right now. Definitely riding the, the numbers wave. speak for as themselves, it, man. As it stands, if the competition ended today. On my ten dollar entry, I would get six hundred dollars back. So that's not bad. 
Not at all. In a world of analytics, right, where we're supposed yeah. to listen to the numbers and the percentages, 68 and this shit, it's pretty good. So, uh, 125K yeah. sounds a lot better, so let's let's continue. It does. Let's go. Uh, I get my cut for just being on the show with you. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to recap your Supercon? I know you said you went through. Do you want to go over the picks or just want to get into this week? Um, I don't think we need to really go. Actually, you know what? Hold on, because there was – there was something that I wanted to vent about. So hold on, let me pull let me pull up my um comp last week. There's All right, while you're getting that out, let me ask you something. Yeah. Any trade that happened this week, Hawkinson to the Vikings, uh the Dolphins getting Chubb, any of them for a future bet, do you think it made a team much better? Like do you think that Hawkinson made made the Vikings more of a contender in the NFC? No. I mean, it helps them, but I don't think it moves the needle that much. Uh, Chubb. Chubb, if, maybe, right? If they didn't have to play the Bills, um, it, I would but give they, it they It could work out where they may not, right? Like, if you're the wild card well, and at the it, right they're winning, it could be the AFC Championship. Maybe they get beat by – you know, you never know is what I'm well, saying. you got a quarterback that – I don't care what people say. The dude's still one good hit away from having a concussion. He's also that got is very limited fair. arm strength, which he does. But their point, offense seems to like. I mean, they move the ball point, when they're healthy. At some point, when the film gets out and people get comfortable, this is actually around the time of year where you're going to start seeing teams recede a little. Like you're going to see some re- or recede regress a little. You're going to see some regression on some of these teams. I feel uh, sad, bad for the Bengals' offense then. If yeah, there's well, going to be regression. <laughs> the you know the the Bengals the book on the Bengals was out. What did I say a month ago? A month ago I was talking about that they do too much side to side action in their offense for a team with with so many weapons. And Jamar Chase being out is not part. change, yeah. Yeah. but it doesn't change their attack. I continue to tell people uh, Higgins and Boyd and Mixon are still enough to beat a team like the Browns with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They just got outplayed. They got outschemed. They just got beat. And a lot of that is because of self-inflicted things. Like, anytime you want to know what, what the Bengals are on, just look at how many times Joe Burrow get hit and get sacked. That'll tell you the indicator right there, like, what, what day is going to be. And I will, I will guarantee anybody go back and look at the Bengals games. The games where they are going side to side a lot, is when he's getting hit the most, which is stupid as hell because you would think if I'm throwing a lot of screens, a lot of swing passes, my quarterback's not getting hit. But a lot of these plays are poorly designed or take too long to develop, even though they're theoretically supposed to be plays where you get the ball out your hands quick, and he ends up getting hit anyway. So it's the dumbest thing ever. They ran a screen, and you said you were going to show it uh, on Sherry. Right. Oh, I'm going to say I'm not sure. They ran now. a screen, a screen pass. Where the tackles got beat so bad, so quick, and the way it was designed, he like it took so long to develop, he got sandwiched and smacked by three people. Like it's like what? It's a place designed where you're not supposed to get hit. So um, your franchise quarterback. Jesus. Like and and this is this is like the things that I complain about from a gambling perspective, because how do I now cap a Bengals game when I can't accurately predict how Zach Taylor and this staff are going to call a game offensively. I just can't. Like, is this the game that Burrow's going to get sacked seven times, or is this the game where he's going to look like 
Joe Burrow from LSU and he's getting the ball out of his hand quick because we had two weeks uh, back to back, maybe longer than that, where he looked like, oh, things are turning around. He got hit 17. He got sacked 17 times in three games in the beginning of the season. And then it kind of went away. And then he's back to getting sacked like four to five times again. I'm like, dude, just help me. Be consistent. That's all I ask. Help me help you. All right, yeah. what was your rant? And then we'll get into week nine. Oh, I know uh, that was a rant. Colin Murray, so yeah, other. well, it was Colin Murray and Cliff Kingsbury effing suck. There you go. That was <laughs> say. That's who I was mad at. But we're, we're good. Let's go. Yeah, they do suck. And usually just an FYI, I looked this up when doing uh, the fantasy prep before the season. Murray, as the season goes on, I don't know if it's because he's small or whatever, but his numbers definitely – have decreased every single year. So just pay attention to that. Maybe it changes with Hopkins coming back late. All right. Thursday night game. I guess more interesting than what we've had lately. Eagles at the Texans, the undefeated Eagles, Philly minus 13. That's a big number, but Alan, I will happily take it. The Texans can't stop the run. I can only imagine a team like Philadelphia has done a good job running the ball. How much they're going to run on them. Uh, what was it? The Titans last week, Derrick Henry ran for 200. 40 yards or whatever it was, and they didn't throw for 100. So give me the Eagles, and I'll, I'll give the, the ton of points. There's absolutely nothing that can save the Texans besides divine intervention. <laughs> and Damian Pierce, my boy yeah, Damian no. Pierce. <laughs> He's No, no, not even <laughs> Damian Pierce because the Eagles, the Eagles that – I mean, you got to remember, they just picked up uh, Quinn, right? Was yep. it Quinn? Yeah, so – I mean, that has an a, a improved element um, to their passing attack and things like that. They were already built sturdy up front anyway to to force you to run to the edges. And they're a fast defense, so that's kind of playing into their strength. Schematically, I just feel like the Eagles are just the perfect team right now uh, based on their personnel and what they want to do as a team, if that makes sense to people. So, um, yeah, you just got to you just got to ride the wave until until it just doesn't work anymore and i feel like this is another spot where we're just gonna keep it simple ride the wave do you agree the one thing you could say about this eagles team at eight no and obviously one of the favorites to win the super bowl is what happens when they get down 14 early in a game or 10 They're never get you say that's like team again that that Jags game was was an anomaly. But I'm saying you don't even think in the playoffs that could happen because I, no, I don't I don't think then. I don't think in the playoffs it can happen because in my mind, they are the clock controlling offense. So right. in order for them to get down 14, they got to turn the ball over. So let's let's say worst case scenario, Hurts some flip turnovers two, or something. Yeah, yeah. Hit those two through two interceptions, or they fumble the ball, self inflicted or something, muff punt, something like that. They get down 14. They AJ Brown has added an explosive element to this offense where they're not afraid to go vertical anymore. Um, I don't think 14 is enough for them to even be. I actually would argue that even if they get down 21, they'd be all right against most teams. They'll just so do you like up. Eagles or Bills more the rest of the way? The rest of the way, I'm going to like the Eagles more because they're healthier. And their path, right? Should be a lot easier. Yeah, but path aside, I just think that if if these are my two options, I want to go with the healthier team. The um, The Bills are – like you, they're still missing some key cogs in their secondary, which so one of them is coming. I think White's coming back, right? And they made some trades, yeah, um, right at the deadline to get some depth there. But no, I'm with you. So that would that would All be right. my main concern. 
Okay, that's fair. Sunday, one o'clock game. The NFC South leading Atlanta Falcons are bringing in the LA Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are giving three points, which you want to talk about a dead Falcons crowd Sunday, my friend. Uh, I don't know if it'll be full, and the Chargers are not the kind of team that's going to bring a big road presence, which that usually is what gets the Falcons crowd a little bit uh, louder. Just watch that. It's going to be pretty quiet probably Sunday. But I actually like the Falcons here. I think everybody's going to think this is a Chargers wash. The Chargers are so freaking bad against the run, Allen. I mean, bad. I think people have forgotten that because they were on a bye last week. Uh, you should not because in their last five games, they've given up 764 yards at 6.64 yards per carry and six touchdowns on the ground and also gave up 24 receptions and a touchdown uh, to the receiving game. And the one thing we know about this Falcons team, they will be disciplined. They will run the ball. I think they're going to move the clock. And I think they find a way not only to cover that spread, but to win outright. They also will make the game unnecessarily interesting in the end. So, well, that's what we do, man. I can't, I don't know what to tell you. Like it's never easy uh, for the Atlanta Falcons ever. Mm, feeling frisky. I'm going Falcons money line. Yes. So now it's not as crazy. All right. Uh, Dolphins at the bears, Miami giving five points. Um, Actually, I want to hear what you you have on this because I may steal your pick. <laughs> I got I got the Dolphins at four and a half. That was before the trade with of, of Roquan. So um, I don't know if the Bears as a as a team are willing to keep trying. I think obviously the last two trades that they've made, even though they got Claypool, I think it's kind of an indication they're dialing it in. Also, getting rid of your best pass rusher and your defensive leader. Going up against an explosive offense like the Dolphins doesn't necessarily bode well for you. Uh, so I do like that before the trade, the last two weeks I've seen some fight in, in Chicago, but I think this is just too much to overcome. So I laid it with the Dolphins. Not it's sure. not I'm not the happiest about it, but I'm right. just like, again, I'm trying to go into this week not overthinking things. They are the better team. Uh, last week, they did give me a little scared, but covered towards the end. I, I feel like the offense of the Bears isn't nearly as good as the Lions, so I should be a little safer here. Yeah, I uh, that's what I had was the Dolphins. There's just there's times that I really I'm like, is it going to be dumb to say this? And then you'll make a very eloquent case of why uh, basically I'm wrong. And uh, that was one of those games that my, my spidey sense was up. So. Uh, the Panthers going to Cincy. The Bengals are laying seven. You said you got that at nine and a half, right? I got it at nine and a half Tuesday wow. morning. Holy cow. Uh, because it's seven, obviously you'll get to go with nine and a half because that was when you locked in the bet. I'm going to take the Bengals to, to cover. They need this win. I think they find a way to look better, but I am not confident about it at all. Carolina's D. Uh, has been pretty good against everything but the run as of lately. And in case you notice, the Bengals don't run the ball. So, uh, but I just think Burrow, I think Higgins is going to have a really big game. He's one of my favorite plays for DFS this week. So I'll take the seven. I'm assuming at nine half, you definitely took the Panthers, and I would have as well. Yes. Um, I think that um, Chase is going to be out still, correct? Four to six weeks. 
And um, this pass rush is going to eat this offensive line a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I just saw a team go against arguably the worst run defense in the last three weeks and not be able to run the fucking ball, not even be able to scheme it, not even be able to execute anything. Like not they, really try it. They, they, they made the Browns look like they were a top defense or or the defense that we all thought they were going to be coming into the season. Like the Browns have been getting exploited on the ground for a minute. And like you said, they didn't even attempt it really. What it was it, eight carries? Yeah. Like that's I, what Nixon had was eight carries. It's ridiculous. I like, just that's, that's undefensible. Know, I just want to know Zach Taylor's philosophy. I, I think the even though the Panthers lost that game last week, um under some circumstances that I feel like were a little like goofy, but that's the NFL. I think this is a team with some energy, man. Walker's got them going a little. Uh, this is a road game, um, second road game, back-to-back road game. So it might be a little tricky in this spot for him because we don't have a lot of data on him as far as like how he's going to play on an extended road trip. But to hell with it, man. Matchup-wise, I, I, I don't mind it without Jamar Chase because they're not going to utilize uh, Boyd and, and Higgins like they would or should. And Mix is clearly not a threat on the ground, apparently. So what the hell? I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've locked my pick in, so I'm gonna stay. But I'm with you. The more I think about, it, and like I said, nine and a half, I would definitely take the Panthers. Panthers might be frisky. Uh, Packers at Lions, Green Bay minus three. Uh, I know everything says you know Green Bay. They got to get right. This is a get right game. I don't know if you heard Tyreek Hill. Did you hear what his average separation last week versus the Detroit secondary was? What? 3.5 yards. Like, an average monster game is two, two and a half. He was three and a half. But I'm going to take the lines. The Packers just seem like they're dead. It's like they're zombies right now, just walking around, going through the motions. If you're telling me I'm getting three points uh, with the home team that can score, I I know they lost Hawkinson this week with the trade, uh, but – I'm going to take the Lions and take the points. Yeah, Lions. Um, <laughs> you know, I like the Lions at three and a half, like, all the time. And offensively, I think they'll keep up because the Packers' offense is kind of trash. So uh, they don't have to worry about three and a half yards of separation this game because, well, they don't have anybody that can catch the ball even if they do get separated. So, yeah, I mean – you know, we rag on the Lions, or at least Ronnie rags on the Lions, but I think this is a spot they can cover. I mean, they're losers. There's no doubt. So he is right about that. But Look, if they beat, if they, if the <laughs> Packers lose to the Lions. We've said this so a couple of times already this year. I mean, we said it after the Jets game for sure. Because remember, we were literally, when we were doing that line, and you were like, if the Jets, if they, if they lose to back-to-back New York teams, yeah. then they did. So they may just be really bad. I know, man. I know. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm taking them at face value. They haven't looked good. I like. And, I got you. And until they, until they give me a reason to, to believe that they're capable of covering a spread as a favorite, I really, <laughs> I really don't have them that high. So three and I a half you. is cool. Three and a half is cool with me. Um, matter of fact, I didn't. Oh, do I get an extra yeah. half? Oh, sweet. I'll take yeah. That. So I got, I got them three and a half. Uh, so I'm taking it three and a half. Then, the too. last three games. Oh, I'll buy the hook. Yeah, I just, the last three games, uh, I got the Panthers at nine and a half. I got the Dolphins at uh, favorite by four and a half. And right now, I have the Lions in my uh, 
um, super contest. So you're saying all three of those are super contest plays right now. That's what I got right now. But the Lions okay. are on. I can I I might switch them out for a game that I will mention later. All right. Colts going to New England. Uh, Pat's giving 5.5 points. I just all I can think about here is Bill Belichick versus poor Sam Ellinger. Uh, I think the Pats roll. Colts have had some difficulty with running backs lately. We know Stevenson's running well. Uh, if if Zappy was starting, I would say this is the lock of the century. But it looks like Mac Jones again. But I'll still take the Pats. You've uh, converted me, Alan. Zappy, I'm a Zappy believer. I don't care what nobody says. He's he's just better. <laughs> in the system or whatever they're trying to accomplish. He executes better. Um, I heard the Colts reached out to Andrew Luck. Whoa. I, Man, I didn't, it's I didn't desperate to, times. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't try to verify that, but let me double check. I'm going to just quick, quick Google uh, Andrew Luck. But if that is indeed true, that's pretty desperate. And that does not make me confident. To uh, yep, report Colts reached out to Andrew Luck. It's on the Daily Snark, so I don't know if that's if that's a credible site. So, but either way, I I can't I can't get behind a team that's that's just in limbo with their QB play. Man, QB play is is so important in the NFL. And if there's one thing I don't want for my first time QB is to be playing Bill Belichick. So five seems about fair. All righty. The Bills at the Jets. Man, Buffalo, the Vegas just makes it no fun with the Bills. It's minus 13. Uh, give me the Jets. I just, uh, they're a decent team. I think they can cover 13 points, maybe even make it a touchdown game. That crowd is going to be rowdy. Uh, and I think that's enough to cover a 13 point spread. I don't think the Bills are 13 points better than their uh, divisional opponents on the road. At home, maybe, but on the road. Right. No, that crowd's going to be lit, man, for real. But I will say, what's his name? Been They've been terrible. Or Zach Wilson's oh, Zach been Wilson? absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah, he's been absolutely <laughs> he's been terrible. Bad. Yeah, he's been bad. But, um, that, that's, a game, that's a game that I might switch the, uh, I might switch the lines out. But he has been good at scoring these points late. You know, like, even when he's been bad, he ends up with, like, 300 yards and a, a touchdown yeah. or two. That's why I think 14 is too much. And, or 13. And you know what? Just real quick, because I can't get all this Lions thing. If if their main weapons are healthy, I'm going to fucking take a money loss. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I'm, I'm willing to like take Swift that and, Swift and Brown are obviously yeah. good. Brown will be Swift's the one, I guess, that would be the concern. Yeah. If they, if I, I like it. To, I might, I might take a shot with that. Just stay tuned. I've been saying, Alan, for month, over a month on this podcast, Packers are trash this year. Uh, Vikings at the Communists. Minnesota is giving three and a half. I like Washington money line and the ultimate revenge game uh, against Kirk Cousins. I just think this Washington team's pretty good with Heineke at QB. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden Terry McLaurin's starting to do stuff. As much as the Brian Robinson story was cool, they realized Antonio Gibson is the better back, which, as the fantasy owner, drives me crazy. Uh, and I, um, 
I think not only does Washington cover, they win. I still don't believe in this Vikings team. And I know I say that as they win every single week, but uh, and cover most weeks. But give me the Commanders. I like the Commanders too, more so because I just keep telling myself the Vikings are not that good, um, and they're just like it's a road game. I don't like them on the road in general. And uh, Kirk Cousins is due for an inexplicable Kirk Cousins game. I know they just got Hawkinson, but I don't really think that's going to make that much of a difference. I like the run defense of the the Commanders to hopefully contain Dalvin Cook a little bit and force Kirk Cousins to beat them. And and if that's the case, I think they keep it within the number. Also, just want to say Heineke's... (laughs) It's hard to say a guy sucks when the results are that they're winning games, but he's really not good. I I think sometimes I get that, but like with Mariota, he just seems to. No, he's totally know. different than Mariota. No, I can tell you, Heineke doesn't care, and he's willing to risk it. And because he does that, it's why they end up like he's taking he's taking like it's, it's if if I'm putting it into an analytical approach, he's making the right calls. Um. That pass to um, to uh, Terry at the end of the Lions game is the right call. In that situation, given the down and distance and, and what, what you've got going on, that is when you're supposed to technically take a shot. And they gave it to you in the form of a one-on-one with your best wide receiver. So you throw it up and let him make a play, and, and that's what he did. Like, he's just not afraid to, to take those risks. And uh, because he's playing like that, uh, he's getting rewarded. If he stops playing like that, I feel like they're going to find themselves in a situation where he, the result is going to be in the opposite direction. So, um, again, I don't think he's good. I never thought he was good. I never. I don't like the way he throws. I think the ball hangs in the air too long, and I swear the only person that can catch it is Terry McLaurin. But damn it, it's winning games, so I'm going to ride the wave. One and, and and led them to the playoffs a few years ago. That's what I'm saying. I they would, just they seem say to win led. games with them at QBs. I wouldn't, crazy. I wouldn't say led, but he got they it. Almost, they competed with Tampa Bay that year in the playoffs. Too. Anyway, all right, I'm with you. <laughs> the Raiders at the Jaguars. Las Vegas giving one and a half points. Uh, man, the Raiders looked fucking awful last week. Uh, maybe McDaniel should just be an assistant coach, offensive coordinator, because his second stint as a coach is looking about as good as his first. Uh, I'll take the Jags, even though I know all they do is seem to lose games, uh, close games. I don't know if you did you see that the Titans are like minus four, uh, and they're uh, plus minus the Jaguars, I think, are plus like three, they're two and five, and it just it doesn't make any sense, but give me the Jaguars. I, I love what I see out of ETN getting Robinson out of there. They're a lot more explosive offense when that dude's getting 15 to 25 touches a game. Uh, and unless Josh Jacobs runs all over him, man, the passing game's a mess in, in Las Vegas. Revolutionary idea here. Um, out there, I've already said this multiple times. Stop hiring Bill Belichick coaches. Just stop. They're not good coaches. They're not good coaches. Part of it is that all of them think they're Bill, and they're not. Players don't respond to that kind of coaching from people who are not Bill Belichick. Uh, and they keep doing it. Patricia, McDaniels twice. How many more times we got to see this? Man, Jeannie, again. Romeo like, Cornell. 
Yeah, Romeo, like, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Charlie, was it Weiss? Uh, Weiss, yeah. The yeah. list goes on. It's long. Yeah, just stop hiring them, man. <laughs> I feel bad for the Raiders. Like, I thought this year was going to be a year where they might I'm with you. some people. Oh, I was wrong. I, I thought they were going to somehow win that West. That's how dumb I am. Uh, I really thought it was going to be a weird year, which it has been, but, man, they've been bad. So you like the Jags, too? Yeah, I'm gonna go on here and get these fools who don't ever win games uh, <laughs> a chance. Doug Peterson and that winning. If, uh, you know, if we were if we were like Philadelphia, if we were like most gambling shows, this would be a, a logical no bet right here. You can't trust either one of these teams. You really can't. right. No, I'm with you. But again, I told you we're gonna pick every game this year, and we'll see what happens. All right, Seahawks at Cardinals, start of the 4 p.m. games. Arizona started at minus three. It's down to minus two. You said like 80. What did you say? How much of it's it on was, Seattle? It was like it was like 89% of the money. Yeah. Right I, I always love to do uh, hear that and say, all right, the betting public's dumb. Give me the other side. I'll take Arizona to cover. <sighs> I'm going to take Arizona. That's really the explanation. (laughs) Yeah. At at some point. Something's fishy. Yeah. At some point, I feel like the Seahawks just got to come back to earth. Division games are also games where I'm willing to take the inferior team if they're at home. So. That makes sense. Uh, And by the way, Arizona scored 68 points in the two games since DeAndre Hopkins has been back. They scored 64 in the four previous. So. As you have said numerous times, nobody is more important to a quarterback than DeAndre Hopkins to Kyler Murray. It's unbelievable what the difference in the days. It's nobody more important to the damn system, apparently, because the system is designed for him to be the safety valve. That's why he gets so many targets and he gets he gets the ball so much because apparently, if if Deont- if um Hopkins is on, I was going to call him DeAndre. If DeAndre Hopkins is on the field. <laughs> then DeAndre Hopkins would be considered the 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 hot read, which is wild. No matter where he's at, that's the go-to. You know, like, if they check down. In, you know, in their down. defense, he is pretty freaking good. I mean, he was – I mean, he put I'm up not, I'm not numbers mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But, but what I'm saying is you shouldn't have a system where the player is that important. It, so you're it, saying – and everybody knows it, right? By this yeah. point, everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah. and – and and this one player can't beat these teams no more. He can't. That's why they keep losing games. It's not Hopkins' fault. I'm just saying, like, open the offense. You got Rondell Moore to be a playmaker. You got Greg Dortch who can be a playmaker. You got they just brought uh, in Robbie Anderson. Yeah, they got Zach Robbie Hurts. Anderson. Hurts. I mean, they had they Hopefully had Hollywood Connor's before. Back. They had Hollywood before he got hurt, and they won't be using him effectively either. Like, I just. I just don't like it, man. I, and I still say that Cliff Kingsbury's system is flawed. Um, maybe I'll, I'll sit down and, and try to explain it to everybody what I feel like is wrong. But I feel like they do things backwards. And because of that, Colin gets gets in situations where he's stuck to, to make a play in situations where he should have somebody as an outlet. And he doesn't because the way the plays are designed. Even, even when they line up in certain formations – there's there's times where people can show blitz and he doesn't I don't know if he's not making pre-snap reads or if if they, he doesn't tell the line where to block I don't know something's wrong 
with the system that kind of keeps him from being successful as he could be. Um, and I'm, AK, I'm, a long way to say, bad coaching. We we can see. Yeah, that. go ahead. Say, I know. I'm just. I'm trying to be as nice as possible. I know you're trying to be nice. We don't have time for that shit. Just yeah, I know. I've been saying everybody sucks. Everything's trash today. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so pessimistic this podcast, but whatever. <laughs> well, Jalen Green scored 22 points, so it ain't all bad. All right, Rams at Bucks. Tampa Bay giving three, and what is I'm dubbing the disappointment bowl. Uh, the Rams. I mean, by them not making any trade, that was them throwing in the white towel on the season, correct? I guess. I mean, I just feel like this is a team that they have consistently made moves to improve their team the last couple of years at the deadline. There were some guys out there that could definitely help this team. And I just think by them not making a move, that's them throwing up the flag. So of the two teams that are playing really bad, give me Tampa at home to cover. Uh, I just think the Rams pretty much are, we're happy we won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, We'll see if things get better next year. Yeah, everything about both these uh, teams is is red flags to me. Again, if we did no bets, this would be a no bet. I'm going to roll with the Rams, I think. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, he's like, yeah, whatever you just said, I don't think so, Keith. All right, the Sunday night game, the Titans at the Chiefs. The Chiefs giving 12 and a half. How disrespectful. Uh, did you say today the tight or Patrick Mahomes has never beat the Tennessee Titans? And then you told yeah. me how many games it was. It was two. Think, but still, it's been two games. Uh, well, he beat them in the playoffs, didn't he? Weren't they one of the teams they came back on or no? Yeah, I'm talking regular season. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, I'll take the Titans again. Twelve and a half. I just man, Derrick Henry will keep them in that game. Uh, he uh, historically, I don't have to look back. I know he has had some huge games against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'd definitely probably buy that up to 13 just to be safe, but give me the Titans. Mm. Let me check something here. I know everybody's like, yo, what is this dude doing? I'm sorry. I had to double check this because I heard it on the podcast. All right. Malik Willis threw the ball 10 times, had 55 yards last week against the Texans. That shit ain't going to fly against the Chiefs, my guy. (laughs) <laughs> so, if Malik Willis is playing quarterback, I don't know if they're gonna cover. I I know. So Tannehill is not gonna play. Vrabel's doing that shit that you expect from a Belichick tree person. And Vrabel, man, you know Vrabel's kind of he's like the the worst of the worst. He's Belichick and he's uh Ohio State, I think. I think he, he does a, good. He does like I think he's a pretty good coach, though, man. No, no, every just, year I'm like the Titans like suck. The, the secretive shit. And then they're the six roster. and two, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I got you. Coach, he's also and and I told you I'd say this, but he's I also give him credit for being the first one to to realize that hey, we should go too deep on on these uh, quarterbacks that like to air it out and and make them throw underneath and beat us, and it is giving Patty fits when he's done it. Um, is giving Josh Allen fits. Uh, a lot of these quarterbacks that like to air it out, they struggle against his uh, defensive concepts when they play the Titans. So um, if Tannehill plays, and I actually right now I have the Titans in my Super Contest in anticipation that Brian Tannehill will play because <laughs> he got a week off. He didn't travel with the team. Yeah, he had the ankle injury or whatever, but I don't think that was bad. I think the reason why he didn't play last week is because he was They knew they were going to win. And they knew yeah. they were going to win. Yeah, and he had a, it was like a stomach bug. So I am hoping that he's coming into this game healthy, and I'm getting um over two scores. 
because I What'd feel you get like it at? I got it at 12 and a half right now. What did you okay. say? No, I, that's what it was. I thought you said that uh, – I, I didn't know if you got a different line because a lot of these you block in early. I would just I would just monitor the news and situation. Um, if he's not going to play, the the line will definitely reflect it. Right now, the line oh, yeah. is saying, yeah, he might, because the it was it was at eleven and then it went up to twelve, but it hasn't moved since uh, since going up to twelve. Uh, and the other thing I will say is the Titans are terrible against the pass, but they are really bad against down the field passing, which honestly. The Chiefs haven't shown the ability without Tyreek Hill to hit a bunch of big plays, which is, again, why I think they can cover that number. Um, the Ravens on Monday night go to New Orleans. Baltimore giving two and a half. A week after the Saints look like the best team in football, either that or the Raiders look like the worst. That was shocking, though, wasn't it? 24 nothing. Man, they got blown out. I mean, it was bad. Uh, I, I still got to take the Ravens. Um, They've, they've got a chance to kind of grab this division uh, by the neck, and they need to because I know the Bengals got a tough schedule the rest of the way, but if the Browns can keep, you know, if they can find a few more wins for Watson gets back, I think the Browns are going to be really good down the stretch with Watson. Um, so I'll take the Ravens to cover the two and a half. It's up to three now. I don't like it over. I actually don't like it at three. I feel like this goofy-ass Ravens team, if they're going to win, they win by three. Well, I wrote so, it down at two and a half, so we can get it at that if you want. Yeah, so. That was, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go with the Ravens, but I really feel like this is a game where the Saints are going to find a way. This is, you just can't trust this damn team to close the game out. The the Andy Dalton-led New Orleans Saints getting hot just at the right time. Of course, my Falcons screwed up, which would have been pretty cool, even as a Falcons fan. A four-way tie for the division lead uh, eight weeks in, which is just insane. Uh, so we went a little long. So you want to do NBA maybe next week? Yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll just say it real quick because it's at the end. We didn't yeah, go ahead. Is it? We just we've been on for a while, but we haven't been recording but like forty minutes, which is boys. Oh, it's, it was the deep frying situation. Yeah. I uh, but um, two NBA two NBA things that I got going right now. Then the hottest hottest trends. You can check it out. Anybody playing the Celtics, the center position, the center position only. Over ten and a half rebounds. Check it out. I'm telling you, I've hit. It was nine and a half at the beginning of the season, but I think I've hit every single one that I've played so far. Um even going back to Joel Embiid in, like, game one. So, again, check that out. The second one that I got that's really hot lately, uh, for some reason when Jalen Green plays at Houston, his line has been anywhere between 21 and 22 points. I think he's averaging around, like, 24, 25 at home, maybe more, and he's such a streaky shooter. He's really good at at home, Um, much like James Harden was a baller at home when he was in Houston, but when he traveled to cities with strip clubs, he was awful. Um, Jalen Green's kind of been the same way, so I like him. I like Porter too, uh, the point guard in that system with Houston. Again, Houston's not a super talented team, but like scoring is one of their their key things that they do, especially in the backcourt. They they get their shots up. I think anything under twenty three and a half, uh, as far as like the starting point for points, 
you should take the over if it's Jalen Green at home. Um, and again, I'll double back and send you some info as well, Keith, on that stuff. Perfect. Um, anything else you want to plug, say? Nope. Salutations, uh, etc. I just, I just want to go five and zero oh again. I need it. I, I, I think this is going to be the week. Um, all right, so we are through week nine, and um, again, Alan is at sixty-eight percent. So if you're not sharing that, or at least showing gratitude to Alan, are you getting flowers and and cards and stuff like that, Alan, from anybody? Nobody or listening. Nobody. Nobody. That's pretty fucked up, man. Uh, y'all, y'all need to send him a bouquet. Uh, he'll take, you know, send him a DoorDash or something. He'll take it. Uh, it, it really is incredible, man. You don't toot your own horn enough. You should. Uh, it's impressive. I have several people that I give them their plays. And I mean, literally, if I hadn't texted them to them by Saturday, they're reaching out to me being like, hey, man, what's your, what's your boy's plays this week? So <laughs> keep killing it. You the man. But for... Alan, the gambling guru, a.k.a. Actively Lazy, and Keith Fleming. This has been the Backdoor Cover, week nine. We'll see you. Take care, pro. Peace. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk.